The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. Or you can always reach out greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Today, today we are talking about things I have learned after becoming a parent. <laughs> Now, some of these things are for me and my takeaways. Other ones are for um, my takeaways for the kids. Just things, you know, and, and I, do, I do speak about this often. And um, what it is is that, you know, I've preached a lot of this for so long, and especially to families. And then now to be able to... Um, live it has been a very, very different sense. So there's been a lot of learning lessons. And I want you to know this, by no means am I an expert. (laughs) And I feel like any parent that tells you that they are um, is lying and just wait, time will tell. And then you get that trick kid and all the things that you thought you knew go out the window. But, um, you know, it has been definitely in area of navigation to live more of this naturally minded holistic lifestyle with kids, especially when that's not necessarily the norm for families. So there's been some hurdles and some learning lessons that I just think would be awesome to share with you. And our my goal is to give you some tips and tools, some takeaways that you can add in, whether it be your kids or your nieces and nephews or your grandkids or in your own life. The goal is to be able to kind of utilize those as a whole aspect. So before we get into that, I've got some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. Today's Health in the News. Is low-dose aspirin safe for you? (laughs) So um, they have changed advice, new advice on aspirin and heart health. So the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force is proposing that many people at risk of heart disease should not start a new regimen of low-dose aspirin. 
So the people that this will affect, um, the recommendation would affect most people in their 40s and 50s whose doctors might have prescribed low-dose aspirin as a preventative tool in the past. For years and years, people have been advised to take a daily aspirin to try to avoid a first heart attack or stroke. Patients with questions, um, obviously should ask their doctor, they said... um, It also said that no one over 60 should take low-dose aspirin as a new treatment if they have not had a heart attack or stroke, right? So what prompted this change? Hmm. So the panel, um, and that panel is the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force, um, They cited recent studies finding a risk of bleeding in the digestive tract and brain associated with beginning a treatment of daily aspirin. That risk increases with age and outweighs any prevention benefit. Hmm. Because that's, again, that's kind of the opposite. And what I think is interesting is that we've actually talked about this years ago in terms of... um, daily aspirin and cancer, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, of course, we know that aspirin can prevent blood clots, which is the main reason why they said, hey, for heart attack and strokes, it makes sense with strokes more than heart attacks for me, at least. Um, Anyone taking a low dose aspirin should keep it now. We don't recommend that you stop taking it until you talk to your doctor, blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, covering their basis. But what I think is so interesting is that they have been telling people now for years that healthy people who've never had a cardiovascular event happen needs aspirin to be healthy. (laughs) We said, hey, we want you to take this pill for the rest of your life to be healthy. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And what they're finding now is that the risks don't outweigh the benefit So the concern now is that, quote unquote, preventative aspirin may offer too little of a benefit compared to the risk. Well, if you thin blood consistently, do you think that you would be more likely for a GI or a brain bleed, right? Well, guess what happens when your brain bleeds, (laughs) right? The whole point of that is so that it didn't have an event that caused a stroke when in reality a brain bleed is just that. Um, Again, they're finding guidelines for cardiology do not recommend aspirin for primary prevention, citing an unfavorable ratio of risk to benefit. Um, In the USA, the FDA has not approved any labeling for aspirin bottles regarding its use of preventative cardiovascular risk, which would kind of be the opposite of what they would say. But yeah, they're basically saying, hi, all the internal bleeding that's happening because we're not meant to take a thinner for the rest of our life. They're like, hey, maybe all this internal bleeding is kind of a bad thing. Um, What also was really interesting is that, I I remember talking about this, so I looked it up, that um, studies show low-dose daily aspirin may actually accelerate cancer progression in older adults. And so this was a study back done in 2020 that found that it was in question. It was the Journal of National Cancer Institute. Um, This study was a randomized, placebo-controlled, double-blind study. Uh, Some participants received a daily 100-milligram dose of aspirin, and others got placebo. 
During that study, they followed over 19,000 people aged 70 and older with no cardiovascular disease, dementia, or physical disability. The participants were followed for almost five years. During that study, uh, 981 people who took aspirin developed cancer. Among the placebo, is 952. They said, while there's no statistical significance in the difference of developing cancer, the research found that the participants in the aspirin group had a higher risk of having a cancer that has metastasized, spread, or was in stage four at diagnosis. They also had a higher risk of death. So they said, so again, it's one where you're like, well, thin the blood. Um, They also found that um, they're not sure as to the theories of why that low-dose daily aspirin might be linked to more aggressive cancer. The theory is unknown, but one theory of the study is that the aspirin might suppress anti-tumor inflammatory or immune responses that are important in controlling late-stage cancers and the spread of cancers. So a doctor should give you a good reason why you should take low-dose aspirin. comes from a Ph.D., So basically, this whole thought process is that, oh, we're just going to do this as a preventative measure. They're now saying, hi, more aggressive, metastasized cancer, right, which is spread. Metastasis is the spread of the cancer. Not only that, major GI bleeds, major brain bleeds. Why are you taking this? And they say, oh, you're just 40 and you have a history. We're just doing this preventative. You need to talk to your doctor now because they're saying that your health is at risk taking this, not benefited. So look into it. Now, when we come back, navigating through a new role called parenting. Some things I've learned next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Today, we are talking about navigation, right? Navigating through parenting, so here's what, here's what I will tell you, that I, for years, preach to families about how to raise healthy kids. And what is so interesting about having kids and, you know, trying to raise healthy kids is that none of my advice actually changed. <laughs> I'm still doing a lot of the same things, but it's kind of navigating through mindset. I forgot how indoctrinated, if that, I think that's the word I'm looking for, we are with these things. So to speak and say, hi, don't fear a fever, right? But then when your little one gets 104 fever and you're like, as a parent, you think, what do I do? 
or if you were alive in the 90s, you are very familiar with the Got Milk campaign, right? Do you know how many billions of dollars that they spent ingraining into our brain? The only way you can have strong and healthy bones is drinking milk. And now that I have kids and we don't do cow's milk, I'm like, are my kids going to have strong bones? Like, <laughs> It was just things I never thought about. And you're like, hi, listen, you know, and it's like this. I have to do this often. Guys, I have to do this more often than I would like to admit to that sometimes Dr. Leanne has to talk to like mom Leanne that you're like, Leanne, listen, we have the highest rate of consumption of cow's milk and we have the highest rate of osteoporosis. It's not bioavailable. Milk doesn't create strong bones. You've been teaching this. So I'm like, how do you make strong bones? And I'm like, what do you tell everyone else? Cruciferous vegetables, like put sneak in broccoli, right? My kids actually really like broccoli. Um green leafy vegetables, uh, chia seeds. We've got almond, all of these things that are actually truly bioavailable for calcium. Do that for your kids, Leanne. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or the fever comes and you're like, goodness, like what, what do I, do I, what do I do with this? And you're like, well, what, what would you tell someone else to do, Leanne? And you're like, make sure they stay hydrated. Okay, well then make sure, are they drinking enough? Are your kids drinking enough, Leanne? Well, they could. Okay, so this is one where you're like, put a put a splash of orange juice in their water to make them drink a little bit more. Oh yeah, okay, that works. Is it the best? No, but it's like a good, better, best, right? So it's like that fever, and you know that a fever is your body's defense mechanism. It increases more white blood cells. It shortens the duration of illness. Like, and then it's the so this is will kind of lead me into some of the things that I've learned. But before we get about kids have weird things, um. Well, I guess I'll talk about it now. Um, kids, here's here's one. This is one thing that I have learned as a parent is that kids have weird things. Kids have weird things. Let me give you an example. My middle kid, I told you three. My middle kid, every time he would cut a tooth. Now, mind you, he would only get one tooth at a time. So not normal kids get two at a time. That kid, one at a time. So, you know, like the parents who are like, oh, my kid's just cranky because he's teething. And you're like, no, your kid's cranky because your kid's cranky. Like your kid hasn't been teething nonstop for the last two years. But like my middle was actually kind of like that. Um, He would get a diaper rash that you would think that I was a negligent parent. Like big open sores on his bottom every time he would cut a tooth. Like I, I could not figure it out. And he would spike 103 to 104 fever for two days every time he would get a tooth. And I'm like, what in the world does this even mean? (laughs) Like, how do I prevent this? How do I? And I just I just had to like, hey, here's what we do. Like we make sure when he's going to cut a tooth, we make sure that we do warm rinses. We did a lot of um diaperless times to let it air out we put I put some colloidal silver spray on it um, to make sure that it didn't become infected because when I tell you that these were sores they were sores like I have two other kids who never did this my weird middle kid I'm just like why in the world like kids do weird things um What's another weird thing that I'm like, oh, you know, and maybe this serves me well and maybe it doesn't. But I've realized that the amount of stress that I put in to try to figure out 
what is going on from a physiological standpoint and these humans I've just stopped doing I've stopped doing it um not too long ago my uh random barfs that's another one random barfs uh one random barf I think was because my kid ate his body weight in watermelon a couple hours later he barfed up a bunch of watermelon another one that middle kid of mine uh we went to a party in Chicago a birthday party and you know they wanted to eat normal kid stuff and we don't eat like that we don't we don't eat you know it was like cake and uh by like the third piece of cake (laughs) by the third piece of cake I went inside and I was like hi do you see this tiny human do not give him any more cake it was like a small party um Right. So we knew most of the people. So the kids are just kind of roaming free. I'm like, do not give him any more cake. And um, sure enough, that night he barfed. And on the car ride home from Chicago, he barfed again. And then it was uh, we got home and I like put up this little station, like a little barf station. Parents, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like you put up a little barf station to like get them prepared, lay them on the floor, turn on a movie. And he was like ready to party. And I was like, oh, you feel better now because your body rid itself of all of the crap. And so it's just, you know, I tried to use it as a teachable moment, um, which we'll kind of go through as well. But like kids do weird things. Kids' bodies do weird things. And sometimes their fever spikes to 103. Sometimes they barf. Sometimes there's a reason for it, right? Like they're actually sick. And sometimes their body just does weird stuff. And so I'm like, I'm going to take a step back, stop trying to figure out as man and know that God put this amazing potential in us that when it sees a ton of cake, that it's like, I'm, I'm over it, get it out of me. And he pukes, right? Like what an amazing response that is. I'm not going to try to give him something to make him stop puking. I'm going to let him puke it all up, right? Get it out of your body. It's just hopefully for whoever that happens to, it's not on a car ride home from Chicago. Now, when we come back, I realized I discovered a gem of holistic parenting, and I will tell you what that gem is next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. One of the reasons that I do this show is to help educate people, but my goal and my hopes is that maybe if one takeaway is that can make parenting a little less scary, I've I've done a bit of my job. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com that's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com initial exam and consultation just $25 today things I've learned about parenting 
Now, I'm not, uh, I, ca- I cannot say that I am a 100% expert, right? I am nav, we're all navigating through this together. And so I've realized for me, some things that have been helpful are tips or tricks or just mindset related issues, right? Like one thing that I can tell you is that if you're a parent listening to this, and I say this over and over and over again, sometimes as caregivers, it's easy to put our own health on the back burner, but you have to take care of yourself. And that should be a given. Let me give you an example, though, of where I really had to work more recently is that my husband is military. I've shared that before. And um, so he leaves, right, as people in the military do. But this time, uh, it was for two weeks, and it was like a less than 24-hour notice, which as a single woman was fine because I could take care of myself just fine. But I'm not a single woman anymore. I have a gaggle of small children. And so navigating through, you know, being in the office, running the office, um, managing Oh, managing the household like we're we've got a large yard so it takes a long time on a riding lawnmower well I don't have hours away from it also I don't know how to turn the riding lawnmower on if we're being honest right so like just navigating through household and, and whatnot and so um the where I go to work out does not have child care so um it has been one that I'm like okay so 20 minutes my my kiddos are um, four and a half and three, and then less than one. And so I make egg banana pancakes, right? So they're literally one banana, two to three eggs, cinnamon, and then I spice it up with a little bit of chia seed and collagen. So I handed each one of the boys, my two older are boys, I handed each one of the boys two pancakes. I said, one's for you, one's for the baby. And I sat her in front of me, I clipped in, And I did a 20-minute bike ride while yelling, give her more pancake pieces. Give her more pancake pieces. (laughs) Because it bought me 20 minutes. And I will tell you that I worked harder than I ever had in 20 minutes because I know that was my only option to get a sweat in for that day. I kept the garage doors closed. They rode bikes around in the very small space in our garage. Um, But it it was one that I realized for me, I could do one of two things. I could not work out for two weeks or I could take the opportunity when I could to be able to take care of my own health. But when you lose your health, you can't take care of other people. And two, the great part is, you know, to watch the kids, uh, you know, they weren't encouraging, mom, how come you're not going fast? I said, because I'm tired. <laughs> like, and then I would have to work harder for them, you know, but then they wanted to, I did like a, I lifted some weights and they were along with me. Like they want to see you be healthier. They do what you do. And so when they see you doing things like working out, you're an example to them. And that has always been important to me as I kind of navigate through this parenting role is that I want to be a good example for them in terms of taking care of their health. I want them to know that we are not healthy by mistake. It takes work. We're not gifted health. It's not just because we're lucky. It's because we work hard. We prep our meals. We, I said, we, we exercise. Why do we exercise? We could be healthy and strong. My kids come into the office to get adjusted on a weekly basis. Why? Because I want them to know that it's an action that they do to become healthy and strong, right? Like we work to do this, right? It's not just like gifted to us. We're not lucky. And so it's something that we work for and we pray about and we make sure that we live in accordance to that. But here is here's what um, the other aspect that 
when I see this, they want to do what you do. Like your kids look up to you. Like, you know, you ask a lot of people, who are your role models? And oftentimes they'll say their mom and dad. Like your kids look up to you. So they want to do what you do. So when you get up and you exercise, they want to do that. When you eat something, they want to eat that. Which is what I'm going to tell you is one of the biggest gems that I have learned is that they're going to, they want to eat what you eat. And so what are you eating and do you want your kids to eat that? Now listen, there are some things that I eat that my kids shouldn't. Wine is one of them. I can, I'm 21, maybe one day for them, but I do it a little bit later, right? Or if there truly is something, like there's just not a lot. Like we did healthy cookies. We did healthy cookies the other day. I had some of those. Like, You know, so those are just those aspects of life. But here's what, um, so when my husband's not home, uh, I'm tired, <laughs> right? And so um, one of my like go-to dinners, which is, it's not a real dinner. Uh, it's literally a can of wild caught boneless skinless salmon and I put in a whole avocado squirt of mayonnaise and some seasoning and I smash it all together right so it's kind of like tuna salad but it's not it's salmon salad with avocado and I had ran out of almond flour crackers so my only uh, vessel was celery and it was so interesting so I was sitting down and I was taking you know I was just using the celery to scoop it up and they said, can I have a bite? And I'm like, yes, of course you can. So I gave them a bite and they ate the whole stick of celery and they kept dipping it in my, my little salmon salad. And I, even my, uh, the littlest, right. I was like, I wonder if she'll eat some, like everything in there she can have. It's salmon, it's avocado. And so I gave her some and she loved it. And lo and behold, these three kids ate my whole bowl of salmon and I had none. I left dinner still hungry. And part of me wanted to be mad about it. And the other part was elated because they just ate a bunch of really healthy fatty fish, really good, healthy um, fats for their brain, great protein, celery. They, they ate all the celery, not one complaint about it. And I was like, you little stinkers only ate it because it was my dinner. And so I realized because I've offered that to them before and they're like, no, we don't like it. But they saw me eating it and they look up to me, right? And they actually really did like it. And so the biggest gem that I've realized is that if you want your kids to eat healthy, it has to be offered, right? And it sounds like it's kind of a given, but like it has to be offered to them. And this is, and it has to be offered more than once. Let me give you another example. I like sardines. These are not anchovies, people. They are sardines. It is different, right? They're just like little cooked fish. Uh, my favorite are the King Oscar wild caught sardines and olive oil. They're just like, they're, they're just, they're not, they're not fishy. Salmon is actually more fishy than the sardines are. They have the bones in, which you can't taste, but they're awesome for naturally, you want some calcium, you want to build strong bones. Sardines are where it's at. So, um, so I was having that for lunch the other day. Listen, my husband's been gone for a while. So my meals have gotten very, very disheveled. So lunch (laughs) the other day 
was a can of sardines and a piece of cheese, right? So, and some green juice. We did also do some green juice, right? Our kids love green juice. Why? It's just what we've, we've always done green juice and they think it's like apple juice, but it's green, right? So you can play into it like it's Hulk juice, but my kids are like, mom, it's just green juice. Um, but my, um, my four-year-old was like, mom, can I have another bite? Can I have another bite? Can I have another bite? I left lunch still hungry. I went and grabbed some little seaweed snacks, right? Like little seaweed papers. Um, and my middle kid loves it. Chomps on it like they're chips. My oldest said, I don't like it. And then, so we had it out again. And he said, mom, can I try that again? I said, absolutely. And he said, those aren't too bad. And he ate a whole thing by himself, right? And so... It's it has it was so eye opening to me. I've been doing this now for years, right? Like not a lot of years, but enough years to realize. Like I thought I had the hang of it, and in the last couple of weeks, my kids have eaten um, green juice, sardines, salmon salad smashed with avocado, seaweed snacks, all of these things that they never would have if I didn't have it in the house and allow them to try it. And so, kind of, you act like that for kids but adults are similar right like there are just times that you know maybe you didn't like brussels sprouts or maybe you never want brussels sprouts or maybe you just have to prepare them differently you know like it has been interesting as an adult that I had um probably about 10 years ago maybe a little bit more gosh I guess I'm getting older so it's probably in like my early 20s and I don't know why or how but I had made a a decision I had made a mental decision that as an adult I was going to revisit the things that I didn't like maybe not actively but for example coleslaw I always said I hated coleslaw and um so I tried it I said you know what I'm going to try it to see if I still hate it and you know what I don't hate it I mean I don't like it it wouldn't necessarily be my first choice in the same aspect I'm like oh hey I could maybe get down with this. Um, there's been like a couple of vegetables as well. You know, there's, you know what? I did lima beans. And you know what? I hated lima beans as a kid. And guess what? I still hate lima beans as an adult. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. And that might be the one thing that my kids are like, mom, how come we never eat lima beans? I'm going to be like, I don't know. Go to your friend's house for them. They're just ones that, yeah, they're just, I can't. If I try to prepare them differently. I just, they're, blech, blech. Um, they're just not my jam. You know, but I, I, I made a stance to actively try that. And I think it's one as adults, we get stuck into this box and we put our kids into this box that I'm like, you know what, maybe, you know what, you know what this prompted me to do today? I'm going to cook some lima beans for my kids. Let's see if they like them. You know, peas. My husband hates peas. My kids love peas. You know, like it's just one that, uh, he doesn't eat the peas. He just pushes them to the side. So it's just, it's that aspect of you have to be, you have to be proactive about offering it to them and know too that this there is a good better best I know for some people they hate this phrase but I will give you a couple very specific examples of our good better best down to sodas and chocolate chip uh, waffles and the things that we still do that are fun as a family what those are next you're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. 
This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Raising my family. Raising my family. I really got to be me. Raising my family. In my direction. Today's topic navigating through this thing called parenting. (laughs) Naturally. Man, is it a doozy. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always reach out to us, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, $25. So I can tell you I am not a master at this parenting thing. Though that being said, I feel as if one of the reasons why I've been more successful navigating through more naturally parenting approaches is because I have a a team. I have a group of doctors. I have a group of like-minded max living cohort. Like I I have this network of people that I can reach out to. And so that's always one where one of my biggest desires is like let us be your network. Have those questions, bring them. It is one that anytime I can help navigate through a situation. And remember, my goal is never to make the decision for you. My goal is to lead you to an answer, right? So if you say, hey, my kid has 104 fever, I would never tell you to give or to not give an antipyretic, right? An over-the-counter that gets it to go down. But what I will direct you to is research done by the American Academy of Pediatrics that literally says the... um, The degree of fever does not correlate to the severity. So 104 fever doesn't mean that it's more dangerous than 100 fever. And that, you know, that fever, when left to play, shortens the duration, increases more white blood cells, builds immunity. So, so oftentimes it's just, um, it's just kind of interesting where you're like, hi, here's some info, do what you wish with it and make your decision. And so this is one where um, you have to give it to them. You have to take care of yourself, right? Are you eating healthy foods? Because guess what? If you eat healthy foods. But we have balance. This is one where sometimes I think, you know, there's a couple true non-negotiables that I have with my kids. One non-negotiable that I have with my kids from a health perspective is I make all their baby food. And sometimes people think that that's crazy. It is not hard. It's not hard, especially too when you come up with a system. And that system is that I make and I freeze in cubes. Uh, So for example, this past weekend, we went to Saturday church. Sunday morning, I got up, I peeled and diced up a bunch of sweet potatoes. um, And so I put those on a tray and I had, I uh, washed and uh, roasted broccoli and cauliflower and then a bunch of organic red, yellow, and orange peppers. Green peppers make my belly hurt, so I just assume it does the same for the kids. <laughs> um, and so I roasted them, which was in the oven, so that took zero work. Prep work was simple. I put them in a food processor. I had uh, silicone ice cube trays 
that I put it in. And you know, here's the other really great thing. I put good fats in. So coconut oil came with the sweet potatoes. I added cumin in there, uh, pink organic sea salt. So it has trace minerals. So there's flavor, right? Like why do kids hate bland food? Because they've never experienced flavor. For years and years and years, we give them these things that has no seasoning. And all of a sudden, we introduce something that has seasoning. And we're like, why don't some kid like it? Well, because for like, and there's so many healthy aspects that come with a lot of these um, herbs and spices too. So like, why wouldn't I want my kid to have that? Um, so I put them in the ice cube trays and then I freeze them and then I pop them out. Each one's about an ounce. And then I put them in a coffee mug, put them in some hot water in the sink. And that's how we make food for my kid. It's super evil. There's like reusable pouches. So when we travel, I throw them in there. So we've done, um, broccoli, cauliflower. Listen to this. Here's another really one that I'm like, well, this is perfect. I overcooked a grass fed roast. It was like un adult edible. Like it was, you know, if, you, if you've done it, you know what I'm talking about. That you're like, hi, this is like a po- hockey puck. And I'm like, gosh, it's so wasteful. No. You know what I did? Diced it up, took the um, onions and the carrots and the potatoes that were in there, took all the really great broth at the bottom. I threw it in my food processor and I made beef stew cubes. Done. Right? Baby food. And you want to know, it's crazy because I always think about this. A couple weeks ago, I did... I talked about an article about how all of these organic baby food have tons of heavy metal in them. And I wonder the nutrient density. When you look at the vibrant carrots, just plain carrots, they're not dull. They are vibrant and they are orange and they are bright because of the nutrient density. They didn't come in this like big vat in a warehouse that they steam. Like that is so important to me that they say that there's a nutrient density that I don't truly believe is in that food. That is so important to me with the brain development. It's so important to have the good healthy fats and differentiate those fats, right? Like that is so important to me that regardless of how long my husband's gone, my husband was deployed for the first uh he was gone a month before I had our second and then nine months in so I was making baby food with an 18 well he was like what eight what's 18 plus six 24 so he's I guess that's two right so a two-year-old and a six-month-old and I was making all of his baby food still it is what is important to me making my own baby foods important and we've come up with a system that I literally in like an hour and a half I mean give or take some cook time made one, two, three, four, five, and each one had 12, like 60 ounces of baby food. And I still have some. So it's not, it's not hard. It's something that's important to me. It is something that I will continue to keep doing. It is a non-negotiable. And another non-negotiable that we have at our house is that our kids eat what we eat. Right? They eat what we eat. If there is something, if there's a meal that they really truly do not desire, right? Mom, I'm not going to eat this. That's fine. You don't have to eat it. You will be hungry. And if you're hungry and you want, can I have a snack? Absolutely. What vegetable would you like? What vegetable would you like? So if you want me to cook you up a vegetable, you want peas, you want green beans, you want broccoli, you want cucumbers, you want peppers, what vegetable do you want? If you're still hungry, you can have a vegetable. And that's what worked in our home, right? Every home is different and you all have your same. But this is one that our kids are going to eat the healthy meals that I make. And that's just what it is. And and it's just like anything. There's meals that they prefer more than others. But it is just one that they eat what we eat. As well as know this. This This is the biggest of the takeaways. Is that there is a good, better, best. And some people might hate that. Right? They hate it. 
you know, I don't, I actually don't know why they hate it. I would love for someone to tell me why they hate the good, better, best. But here's what I will tell you. My goal is to lead them to see, you know, my, um, when my middle, right? So almost three barfed up all that cake. We talked about why, you know, did you eat? Did we make choices that made your body healthy and strong? Like, why do you think your belly hurt? Why do you think you threw up? Your body didn't want it in there, so it got rid of it. Like, your body's really smart. How does it make you feel? And oddly enough, I did in a lesser version of this, like a lesser, like, hi, you're, you know, two, almost three. Uh, I did this with my husband. You know, I'm like, listen, you can eat the way you want to eat, but how does it make you feel? I'm going to eat the way that I eat. You can join me for my meals. I'm not making you a separate unhealthy meal. And so are we perfect? No, we're definitely not. There are times that the kids have pizza and the kids have ice cream and the kids have cake and it's not gluten-free and it's like if we make it at home it is but if we go out somewhere you know I'm gonna like yeah my oldest just started baseball you know apparently there's baseball treats and I'm like ugh, these are not this is not food that fuels cells (laughs) like you know and it's just like it's Gatorade that has the dyes and it's Gatorade zero because everyone thinks that's healthier and I'm like that's actually worse for your gut microbiome but like it is what it is I'm like listen you have a couple sips and we're just going to toss it when we get home or replace it with something else and so it's just finding that balance you know one of my goals in life is to teach and educate them about how to fuel their body but also finding that balance of not creating disordered eating right like when you see people just like lose their mind and they like go off to college and they gain 100 pounds because they can eat whatever they want to it's like finding that balance and here are some of the things that we do that when people are like oh your house must be awful it's not though so we do the simple mills almond flour there's a a a pancake and waffle mix and then we use the stevia sweet and chocolate chips and so we do chocolate chip waffles and the kids love them or uh, we still do movie night. I've shared with you before, one of the most carcinogenic foods that you can eat is microwave popcorn. And so we still do movie night. And we, now that the kids are getting older, we do movie and game night almost every weekend. And it's really simple. I put coconut oil, organic coconut oil in a pan. I have organic non-GMO'd popcorn kernels and I pop them in the pan with coconut oil. And then for a topping, I put, Kerrygold butter, pink Himalayan sea salt. And I'm, guys, it's actually, it's delicious, right? Like that's what buttered popcorn should be. It's not buttered flavored popcorn. It's buttered popcorn, you know? Um, they have, there's kombucha is, we oftentimes do kombucha, which is really great for um, good, healthy bacteria in the gut. So it's one that there's like a blue one and it's with blue spirulina that they do. You know, they think it's the it's blue soda, you know? And so it's like super cool. They absolutely love it. It's so healthy for them. And it actually tastes pretty good too. Or this past weekend, we did root beer floats. And we used a soda. It's called Olapop. But it has um, marshmallow root and calendula flowers, which is great for intestinal health. Like I was talking to my radio producer and he's like, oh, so it's healthy. And I'm like, oh, that's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink it and say I'm being healthy, but it's definitely one where you're like, hi, you want to do a root beer float? Like what great memories did you have of that? Well, that's going to be a healthier option. And very candidly, it actually tastes like a really good root beer. And then we use organic um, vanilla ice cream 
And so most of the time it has just a couple simple ingredients. Milk, cream, sugar, vanilla. Like how would you actually make ice cream? You know, does it have sugar in it? Yeah. You know, the old pop soda it only has, I looked at the root beer float, it only has two grams of sugar in it. You know, so in a good, better, best, like they still get to have a root beer float. But we just kind of navigate through those situations where you're like, yeah, it's a good, better, best. It's a good, better, best. So it's like, why do we make sure that we do vitamins and increase fish oil to decrease inflammation and for brain health and like all of those things? Because we're not perfect. We are not perfect as a family. But I will tell you that we are good 90 to 95% of that time. And so in those 5% to 10% of the time that we're not doing the most perfect, I have to I have to give myself a break allow our family some grace to say you know what maybe this isn't the best but when we do things and we eat really well majority of the time then these times we can really be present enjoy the moment I'm not going to beat myself up if they have you know we go to grandma and grandpa's and we're with all the cousins and maybe they're not making the best nutritional decision and when they And when they don't and they go off the deep end and they sneak around and this little kid gets three pieces of cake and he barfs, the one that I think I can justify in my mind as a mind is, do I have the ability to use this as a learning lesson for my kids? So then when, because it's not one day if they leave my home, it's one day when they leave my home, have I empowered and educated them enough to make those decisions for themselves? You know, only time will tell. Because who knows? Who knows what they'll be in counseling for in the next 15 years? I'm sure it's something that I'm doing now. I just don't know what it is yet. So take it with a grain of salt. So hopefully if you don't have some action steps of encouragement, hopefully there's been some words that have been spoken that give yourself a little bit of grace to make that needle move. It's a hard journey. We've always, always talked about it. But know that you always have a support system with us at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.